Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Happy Monday. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you from our... Vivint Smart Home Arena, Carrier Zone Studio 2, Austin Horton across the glass from me, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Happy uh, Independence Day to you. How'd it go this weekend? It was just fine, Jake. How about you? Everybody have a good time? Everybody uh, stop to think important thoughts? Yeah, we we stayed home uh, all weekend. We didn't do anything special. We got some stuff done. I got a new wheelbarrow. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> wait, wait. You bought a wheelbarrow? Yep, bought a wheelbarrow. And uh, I, it, it's kind of a, a funny story uh, around that, but it, it eventually culminated in me giving my daughter wheel, wheelbarrow rides around the front yard, which was pretty sweet. <laughs> Did you get a big old heavy one, or did you get one of those lightweight ones? Well, we got a we got a big one. Let me let me. Oh, you here? I'll try. Did to you keep, get a stick and a hoop too? Because it sounds like a great time. I'll I'll try to <laughs> to keep this brief. All right. So uh, we've been looking into getting a, wheel, a wheelbarrow. My wife is very thorough. She does her research online, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I I played uh, nine holes of golf uh, yesterday Sunday. With, uh, with a couple of buddies at Old Mill. So picture where that is on the map of the valley. I get a text from my wife that says, here is the one I want, and they have it at this location of a particular hardware store, right? I said, okay. So I get off the, I get off the links, Gordon, and uh, 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 I, I start heading in the direction I think this place is, and then I, I uh, punch it into the old navigation, and yeah, it's... It's in deep Riverton. I mean, mm. way out there. So I, I drive uh, out there in my sedan uh, to, to pick up a wheelbarrow. And uh, when, I, when I see the one that she wants, I match up the model number, and I realize it is a giant, solid metal wheelbarrow. <laughs> I mean, huge. Immediately, I think to myself, how on earth am I going to get this into my car? And so... Um, that took a while to get it into the car. It fit. It 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 did eventually. I had. How'd you get it in there? I, I well, you have to I saw it in half. I rolled Does down. Does your seat back seat fold down? Well, I no. Well, that's not how I did it because it was too tall, like too deep mm-hmm. for the to have anything to do with the trunk. So I I took the uh, I took the car seat out and put that in the trunk, and then I managed to get the wheelbarrow somehow into my back seat using open windows. 
<laughs> oh, I wish there was surveillance footage of this. Well, so, in other words, you look like the clamp it's rolling into oh, Beverly Hills. Totally. And and you know what? Watching that surveillance video, I'm sure, would be hilarious because I I looked at the situation from every angle. It must have taken me 25 minutes to get it figured out. I mean, I, I'm sizing it up for the trunk. I'm moving stuff around. I tried it into do it in the front seat like a passenger, you know. And uh, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> Could you ride in the HOV lane, Gordon? If if that would that count? <laughs> By the wheelbarrow as a passenger. I, uh, that I don't know. <laughs> but I eventually, yeah, I did. I eventually, uh, eventually got it uh, got it home, and uh, I decided yes now, to, to give her uh, my my dog. But no, here's the insult to injury, honestly, because I so I, I get the wheelbarrow, and I I'm driving back, and I call my wife, and I say. Uh, thanks for sending me to Riverton. That was real terrific. Now I'm <laughs> crawling my way back home with a wheelbarrow that is way bigger than we what we probably need. Actually, that by the turned way, out not by to the be way, true. Nothing but, wrong. Nothing wrong with Riverton. It's just that it's not. Oh, it's just conveniently located. It's on the other end of the valley as mm-hmm. as uh, uh, Old Mill Golf Course, which is where I I started this journey. And uh, anyway, she told me then she she proceeded to say, oh, I sent you all the way out there. I said, yes, you sent me all the way out there. And she said, oh, well, and then proceeds to look up every store that was closer that had this wheelbarrow and stuff. (laughs) First of all, let me back up here. I mean, aren't this a little overkill? Do you need the biggest, heaviest, sturdiest wheelbarrow known to mankind? Well, we've actually put it to use already, and it did come in handy. So I've got. Well, I mean, couldn't you get one of those? See, because you can go with the real heavy-duty kind, or you can go with the nimble kind that you can, you know, maneuver around your yard a little more easily. Oh, there's there's plenty maneuvering with this barrel. Okay, we're we're doing fine, and and that one that you're describing will you know fall apart at the (laughs) worst possible time. Oh man, this thing, this this wheelbarrow that I brought uh, or I bought over the weekend. Sadie is going to be handing down to her kids. I mean, this thing, this thing isn't going anywhere. This is a fine, fine piece of uh, of uh, equipment. NASA we engineers, we purchased the best this, they had to offer. The you know, Austin, is this not the very epitome of of a honey do list? You know, go get yourself some big A wheelbarrow out there that's on the other side of the state. Why? Because I'm asking you to. I would like to know where your wife did her research on wheelbarrows. I didn't know there was extensive uh, wheelbarrow uh, consumer reports on wheelbarrows. A a deep dive. Aren't they pretty much three wheels in a bucket? Uh, You would think so, but no. But no, and and really, uh, it's you can you can label it as honeydew if you really want. But let me put it this way: she's much better at researching things than me and figuring out what is is the best fit. And then she gets very specific. Like when I go to the grocery store, which I know you you can't identify with, but if I substitute, I'm in big trouble because she knows what she wants because she's looked into it. So I, you know, honey, do this or that. I'm more than happy to do it. But she's going to do it the right way. And that's where, how he's he's told he fills. Right. He's where I may fail, no, she's she, going no, to no. succeed. And we did get a mighty fine wheelbarrow. She's not gonna do it the right way she's gonna have you do it the right way oh are you kidding she put way more time into researching the right wheelbarrow than i did driving out to riverton to get it i'll tell you that right now <laughs> oh, that's for sure yeah she, oh, that's funny she sunk a lot of time into that research i give her credit 
So what are you using said wheelbarrow for? Oh, we're so we've had some flower beds in our backyard that we've we've been good at ignoring for a while. Like now. big ones? <laughs> uh, I don't know. A, I mean, did you have to big, get the but, did you have to get the two hundred gallon wheelbarrow? No, 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 no. But anyway, we're trying to buy a dump truck. We're trying to whip those uh, flower beds into shape, and so we're, we're moving around some soil. Let me put okay. it that way. So, that's, <laughs> and we had some bushes removed, and we're trying to move around some soil there too. So we're we're moving. We're moving mm-hmm. soil. Gordon, that's moving. what we're doing. All right. Uh, well, but, good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. How, you mind if I ask you how much a wheelbarrow like that costs? Uh, I mean, believe it or not, I'll answer it this way, okay? Because I, I don't, uh, unlike your, the, the car you drive, I'm, I'm not a pretentious wheel, wheelbarrow owner. So, you know, <laughs> well, I don't want like to uh, cast off the... the wrong message here. But I'll, I'll tell you this. You can start right around like 50, 60 bucks that I found, and then uh-huh. you can go up from there to probably a couple hundred, I would guess, if you want like a real big one. Which is the Rolls Royce of wheelbarrows? <laughs> we did not get the biggest. We did not get the biggest one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I'm glad you survived it. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun little project for me. And I had two birdies in nine holes. Didn't play well particularly, but did have two birdies. That was nice. Lost a that lot of balls. Nice. Yeah, lost a lot oh. of balls though. You know the <laughs> so front, it was feast or famine. Well, the the front nine at Old Mill, Gordon. I mean, we don't. Yeah. A lot of oaks there. Let me put it that way. A lot of oaks. A lot of oaks. Yeah, they flipped that course. It used to be the front nine. used to be the back nine. Correct. Uh, and, and, and they have those big signs that say poison ivy everywhere. So yeah. you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of discouraged from chasing your ball into said oaks. So if, they go, if it goes in there, it's just like, well, better get out another one. Yeah, yeah. You don't want, have you ever had, uh, have have. You ever had a, searing, a, uh, a severe poison ivy episode? Yeah, I've had some poison ivy. It's not Yeah, it's not, not fun. No, it's not, not fun. fun. Not fun at all. So, is it poison ivy or poison oak? Oh, those are two different things, but similar. I know. Uh, uh, they say poison ivy and poison oak on those signs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they do. They say. All right. And and heaven knows what other creatures are, are looming in there. All right, uh, Gordon. We have a, a lot to do today. Hey, Aaron Falk is going to join the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. He uh, uh, writes for UtahJazz.com. We'll talk to him about uh, what he's learned during this whole process covering it. Uh, Kind of on both sides, Gordon. So we always look forward to talking to Aaron. Yeah, no doubt about that. A very gifted writer. Just don't tell him that. He's He's got a big enough ego, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to decide whether I should be angry at him for his impersonation attempt. Oh, yeah, that's right. From the, the Joe and Renee Ingalls podcast. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. We've got to find a way to mix that into the interview at five, don't you think? <laughs> Aaron, I think I have an idea on how to do this. Wasn't that it? We need to play that for drop of the day. I mean, that's all of a sudden incredibly relevant. <laughs> yeah, a lot going on, Jake, uh, around uh, our little area and beyond. Uh, with the, It looks as though the Washington uh, football team might actually get around to changing that name that neither one of us think is appropriate. And uh, I don't know about the baseball team in Cleveland, but all the awareness that seems to be uh, raising around the country is, uh, I, I, you know, this should have happened a long, long time ago. 
But maybe we've reached a stage now where even Dan Snyder will listen to good common sense. Dan Snyder and common sense, stop it. Plus, his partners are all bailing on him. Did you see that story? All the minority owners who uh, uh, don't want to uh, be a part of what's going on. I mean, minority in the sense of financial investment, not otherwise. But they don't like the direction of the club. And uh, uh, and apparently have contacted a firm to sell their uh, their portion of it. Hmm. So there are. I have not seen this story. They're they're yeah. grumpy about uh, them changing the name. No, no, no. I think they're unhappy with the direction the club has gone over the past few years. Well, it hasn't so. really been a positive one. Certainly no. on the field hasn't no. been real, uh, real terrific. Um, all uh, right, but I was surprised to see that maybe uh, finally uh, he will listen to what uh, many people have been crying for for a long time, and appropriately so, in my opinion. All right, so we'll get to it all coming up. Mannix at the top of the 4 o'clock hour as well. Let's go ahead and get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Obviously, you look at, and I'm not, please don't quote me as comparing us to Shaq and Kobe and, and Penny and Shaq, you know what I mean? But like you look at all great or all duos or whatever it may be, um, you know, for us, it's like, you know, there's going to be tension. There's going to be back and forth. You know, obviously, I feel like I should be right here. He should be feel like he should be right there. But it's always going to happen. It happens on every team. It doesn't matter if they win championships or the last place team. It's always going to happen. So I feel like even in a work environment, you're not going to always get along or go out to eat or, you know, hang out with, you know, your teammates. Um, so that's that. And then, um, sorry, the second part of your question. And maybe how, how did that, that, that tension and, and the frustration that you might have been feeling towards Rudy mm-hmm. Uh, impact the way that you felt when you did test positive and, you know, kind of as you were processing that. I consider that, Tim, I consider that two separate things. One is basketball. One is a working relationship and the other one is life. Um, I consider that separate. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that really had any carryover. All right, Gordon, that was Donovan Mitchell right there. Rudy Gobert also had a media Zoom availability over the weekend, as did Jordan Clarkson and Quinn Snyder. And uh, here's uh, what Rudy had to say about his relationship with Donovan. Uh, I thought this was quite insightful. He said, quote, no one expects it to be perfect, and it's never going to be perfect. I've never had a perfect re- uh, relationships with my teammates or even my family members, pretty much anyone that's around me. Uh, he went on uh, to say, quote, as long as we respect one another and we both share the same goals and we both do what's best for the team, that's what matters. I think over the last few years, that's what we've been doing. That's what we plan on continue, uh, continuing to do. You know, that when I first heard that quote, I thought, that's kind of sad. But maybe it's realistic that uh, he... None of it, his relationships are uh, – there, there is no real perfection. But uh, it sa- sounds as though Rudy has never really had a completely smooth ride in that regard. and uh, But functional nonetheless, and, and that's really all that anybody really cares about. I think sometimes fans, Jake, want the, the players they root for to all be best friends. And it just it, it, that's that's not realistic. It's not going to happen that way, nor is it necessary. So 
it sounds to me like it's functional enough. And uh, between what the two of them said, uh, I don't think they're good friends, but I, I, I don't think they despise each other. So, I mean, they can, they can make it work. Oh, I, I think it's possible. Maybe they despise one another. I, what was the, what was the word in the athletic report that Sam and Tony Jones unsalvageable, the relationship was unsalvageable. Well, that that is a very you know severe word about a relationship. I mean, what if that were the case? Are we talking about trade demands and and a road that a lot of jazz fans certainly don't want to go down? Uh, what this is is salvaging the relationship to the point where they can work together. Right. And I I've said it for for a long time that I think chemistry in a in a locker room is overrated. Not that it's not an element right of success or or lack thereof, but it's just. Overrated. These these two have to get to the point where they can coexist and and pull in the right way, and they don't have to necessarily like it. But you know, it's like uh, it's like you and Austin working together, Gordon. You you know, you may have to grit your teeth at times, but uh, you're you're pulling for each other's mutual success. Oh, wait a minute, you have not characterized. I mean, I I am nothing. Yeah, he but, doesn't want uh, my success. <laughs> I don't care about that. I care deeply. About Austin's happiness. Okay. All right. <laughs> because I don't think it makes him real happy when you make the weight jokes all the time. I haven't. First of all, I haven't done that in a long time. Second of all, it was always said in a manner that you wouldn't say if it was true. Once a weightist, always a weightist. Good point. You know, it's just, it just you wouldn't ever say that if you were being serious. So I'm with you, Gordon. If they're best buddies, it, <laughs> do, it does not matter. How's the, how's the pick and roll working between the two? Yeah, you know, is, is although when 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 these guys become free agents and if the club wants to keep them here, it would do. You would think that that comes into to play as far as how eager someone is to stick around, right? Wouldn't you rather work with people you like than people that yeah you didn't really like all that much? Yes, and I I see what you're saying, and and feel goods are are a part of it, but I I would guess either of these two guys uh, would would. Be in it to be teammates if it would mean that they would uh, they would uh, succeed at an extraordinary level, right? I mean, if if the Jazz are winning and contending for a title, I mean that you want to go somewhere yeah. where you you like your coworker, or do you want to go somewhere where you can achieve your life goals? Right, so, and that's uh, and, and Rudy has always made that pretty clear that uh, he he wants to win a championship and he wants to do it here. I've heard him say that. He said it the other day, and he has said it a bunch of times, and I believe him. Yeah, and Rudy, you know, one thing about his comments, and and Rudy always, he'll he'll always kind of tell you how it is. You just sometimes have to have to listen to the way he puts it. But the, what a what um, great self insight to talk about how his relationships yeah. are, are are complicated. That uh, sometimes it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, you know as you could probably apply that concept to all of us. That nobody really has perfect relationships, but Rudy sounds to me like a guy who's who's had complicated relationships throughout his life. And I don't know a tremendous amount about his upbringing, Gordon. But you know, he he left to play basketball in an early age, right? You know, he grew up uh, not being normal from a size standpoint. What impact does that have on somebody? I mean, you know, it, there was another comment that he made in his Zoom press conference, which I found fascinating because he was asked how uh, if he was worried about how the team would spend its time. And Rudy said, hey, I've been 
by myself for a long time now. This is that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. read books and I I play video games and it was it was almost like a real lonely perspective but but saying like well my lifestyle really suits this whole thing very well because I don't need to uh, find other ways to to entertain myself. But at the same time it was kind of that that feel where it's Rudy I think views himself as very much on an island. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe being 7 feet tall Brings some of that with it with you. you Absolutely. Know? Can you, do you remember how insecure we all were as children about any sort of perceived imperfection, be it legit or not? I mean, growing up that physically large has has got to be somewhat difficult. And then, like I said, you know, somebody says, "Hey, I bet you'd be good at basketball," and all of a sudden you're leaving home. I mean, <laughs> at a young age, that's pretty wild, you know. And that's that. Uh, I could see how that could be a kind of lonely existence, and probably does complicate relationships. The weather up here is fine. Don't ask. <laughs> you know that that. Let's underscore that point one more time because these guys don't have to be chummy. They don't. They don't have to have that kind of relationship as long as on the court they can care about each other enough to sacrifice for one another and to, like you were saying, help one another succeed. As long as they do that, they don't need all that other stuff. And. I, uh, which would you rather work with? And let me ask this question of all our listeners. little self-reflection here. What kind of people do you like to work with? Do you, do you, would you rather have somebody who, let, let's presume here for a second that Rudy is uh, outspoken or at least, what's the word? Candid, honest. Mm-hmm unafraid to say what's on his mind. Would you rather work with someone like that? Or would you rather work with someone who's passive aggressive, who's going to smile to your face and stab you in the back later? Or is going to hide the way they really feel? Which would you rather have? I'd rather have the Rudy approach. As far as I understand it. Now, there might be some things I don't know about. But give me that nine times, ten times out of ten. And let me work through the the candor. Uh, if someone has something to say to me and it's he says, uh, hey, you're shooting too much, give me the ball. If that's the way you feel, tell me that. I want to hear it as opposed to not saying anything and then brooding about it. Now, whether, whether it's a great idea to go to the media or not and complain about it, that we, we've had that discussion a few times. But give me Rudy's approach over the other. I'd rather have that. I want to know where I stand with people, whether whether I'm whether it's a personal relationship or a professional one. Uh, you, you can you can pick the right times to say the right things, and you need to back that up sometimes with maybe a compliment here or there. But uh, the truth can be can be hard to take, but it's a lot better to hear it straight out than to have someone dance around it and then go around behind your back telling everybody this and that. Okay. I, I agree. Um, if you had to pick one extreme or another, sure. I, you know, I'd rather have somebody being honest with me, but Rudy needs to, and this is me editorial uh, editorializing here. You know, Rudy needs to be a good teammate. Gotta be a good teammate. And how you know, do you being, define that? Being, well, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, but being, you know, very public about being unhappy with uh, your role nine games into a season, you've got to be a better teammate than that. That's not, that's not fair to not give your teammates the opportunity to work with you. 
And one thing I about, agree with that, Jake. Unless he had he had talked about it time and time again, even, even then. But uh, hold on, I don't want to get bogged down too All much right. in in that point because we've we've certainly had that discussion during this this coronavirus situation. Rudy, to me, in his public statements, has has shown uh, a lot of change that I didn't think I'd see from Rudy, just because he's he's always been a very confident, uh, exactly how you describe. And during this, he's been the one who said, you know, maybe my behavior wasn't appropriate. He right. He's been the one who said, you know what, this relationship isn't perfect, but, you know, I've, I've had a tough time having perfect relationships in my life. He has been the one who said, okay, I get it. I need to make some concessions. It, it, it seems to me like he's realizing and is trying to be a better teammate. And this is an extreme circumstance, right? And so maybe I'm I'm reading this into this way wrong. But his his attitude during all of this, where, where Donovan has been standoffish, Rudy has been very much like, okay, I, I get why you're mad at me. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. it, and I gotta and I gotta fix it. So, uh, you know, in agreeing with you, if if I had to pick between one or the other, I, I'm I'm right there. But I do think that that Rudy can evolve his personality a little bit to be a better teammate. And I it it seems like that's the the approach he's taking. Yep, I would agree with that, and we'll see where it goes from here because talk can be cheap. Right. I want right. to see what happens on the floor. And again, I don't care as much about what happens behind the scenes, and I'll let other people worry about that if they want to, if they want to, about that relationship as it pertains to who wants to stay here, who wants to play here, which I think is is uh, wise to think in those terms. But as far as the shorter term goes, what's going to happen out on that floor, and how much you're going to care about each other as teammates? Yep. All right, we're going to get to Emmanuel Moutier coming up next. He's going to have a Zoom press conference. We'll let you hear that live. It's the big show. Don't forget Mannix at 4, Aaron Falk at 5, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show. Let's go to the press conference live. Emmanuel Moutier here on the zone. A couple of players brought up of having less access to things. Um, I actually did. I actually had access uh, back home. I got a chance to use uh, my old high school gym. So I got a key to that gym. And that's kind of where I got most of my work in. Well, where's back home? Dallas. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Next question will be a follow-up from Sarah Todd Desnews. Sarah. Emmanuel, um, considering um, kind of that you guys had a close brush with the coronavirus and that you were kind of sick around the time and you had been tested, but then ended up testing negative and then going towards Florida, I know that with all the rise in cases, that's been worrying guys a little bit. Has that been on your mind? Are you concerned about the situation in Florida? Uh, I think everybody's pretty, you know, concern to a degree, but I think a lot of us also want to get back out there and play ball. Um, obviously safety's first, but you know, we're just trusting the NBA that they can keep us safe as much as they can and just try to follow the guidelines and the, the rules that they set. Okay, we have uh, another follow-up. This one from Eric Walden. Eric? Emmanuel, I'm kind of curious to, to hear from guys on like kind of what conversations were had among you guys as, as the discussions took place on, you know, 
whether to come back, whether the return of basketball at this time was was a good thing, both because of COVID and also because of you know kind of the the social and racial justice movements going on. What kind of discussions were had amongst you guys, like in the team chats and the video chats and all of that, just about um, everyone's comfort level with with getting back to basketball? Uh, I mean, I think everybody's comfort level is pretty different, but I would say that everybody is, from what I know, is going to is going to go go ahead and go to Orlando. Uh, obviously, a lot of our guys are married and have children, so I can see where their concerns are. Uh, somebody like me being single, no kids, no wife, like it's probably an easier, you know, easier decision. But I can see, you know, somebody like Joe or Mike. Uh, you know, their wives are pregnant. Um, they want to just make sure that they can keep themselves and their family as safe as possible. But as far as all that stuff, everybody has voiced their opinion on it. And, you know, those guys are going from what I know and they feel pretty comfortable. Okay. Next question will be from Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Emmanuel, it kind of seemed like when, when this was getting going, things were being reported about the, the return to play plan. It seemed like a lot of stuff was being reported, but a lot of players seemed like they were still in the dark a little bit about what was going on. Has the league, do you feel like done a pretty good job at this point of, of answering players' questions about how this is all gonna gonna happen? Um, I think they're doing the best they they can they can do right now. Uh, obviously, nobody really knows how it's gonna happen until we all get there. I think everybody's just anticipating, you know, how it's gonna be. But um, I think they're they're informing us with the the most they can right now. And like I said, nobody's ever done the the whole bubble thing, especially in the NBA. So it'll be interesting interesting to see how it ends up going. Thanks. Okay, next question from David Locke. Uh, Manuel, hope you're doing all right. Uh, I know that you came to the United States at a very young age, but I was just wondering if you had a perspective that might be different on what's going on with Black Lives Matters and all the movement items, considering what your family went through before it came to the United States and then maybe what you've experienced since you've been in the United States. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of a sensitive topic. Obviously everybody's talking about it right now. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, being born in Africa, it's a little different too, because, um, the area that I'm from, you see a lot of people, you know, a lot of privileged people come and kind of take over our territory, take over our land. So I can kind of see how people feel, you know, moving here and, seeing how people feel about the situations that's going on. But I think what people are doing, you know, trying to protest in a peaceful way and just letting themselves be heard, I think is a positive, positive thing. I know Coach Snyder has been backing us up a lot. So respect to him on how he's, you know, approaching the whole situation. So I think as we go forward, a lot of, a lot more stuff are going to come out in a positive light to just try to make, you know, things a better, better situation. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, we have one more follow-up question. This will be from Ben Anderson. Ben. Hey, Manuel. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first trip to the postseason in the NBA. What does that mean to you? And what was, since you didn't go to college, what was your last experience with kind of tournament-style basketball? Um, I mean, I ended up playing playoffs when I was in China. So I got a little, I guess, that's, I don't know if you want to call that a tournament style, but I played playoffs there. But that's the last time I got a chance to play 
some type of playoff games. But, you know, obviously it's going to be a little different. I wish that we could play in front of the, the Jazz fans, but uh, that's kind of what I was, excited, I was excited about, just, you know, hearing how excited it is here when the, the playoffs start. But, uh, yeah, it is my first time, but we're going to see how it goes. I mean, I don't think that – I think when we just start playing the competitiveness, it's just going to come and kind of take over all of us. Okay. Uh, we have one last question, and this will be a follow-up from Eric Walden at the Tribune. Hey, Manuel. I'm just um, – I'm curious to kind of get an insider's perspective. I'm, I wonder if you could just kind of take us back to March 11th, March 12th, kind of the craziness of that night, what it was – what it was like kind of being involved in that. And then, um, you know, like coming back the next day after all the testing that was done and, and can you just kind of take us back through that evening and, and the following morning and what it was like kind of going through that experience of, of being the quote unquote, you know, the team being the patient zero of the NBA. Um, it was, it was definitely weird at first, obviously, because, you know, we kind of heard about the coronavirus, but we didn't know, you know, it can hit right at home. But um, I, it was a little different for me because I wasn't at the hotel. I actually, I mean, I wasn't at the at the gym. I actually was at the hotel with with Rudy. He was in his room. I was in my room. Um, and because I was, I had a cold or a flu. I guess you, I had the flu at the time. I tested, I tested negative, but just seeing what was going down, um, definitely a little different, a little weird. But I didn't think that the league would, would shut down the way it did. And I just thought that we was shut down for probably like two weeks, three weeks, and then start going again. But um, obviously we was out for a very long time. So um, I don't remember everything too, too clear, but I do remember that the next morning, obviously everybody got tested. And when Donovan had it, um, it kind of shocked all of us again. And obviously we wasn't too educated at the time with the whole virus. So we was all just trying to learn more about it, just hoping that Rudy was okay and Donovan was okay and that, I mean, we wasn't affected as well. So that's all I kind of remember. Thank you. Okay, I think we're done here. So um, really All right, there you go. That was Emmanuel Moutier, his uh, Zoom press conference that Jazz has been going through player by player for media availability. And Gordon, Emmanuel Moutier's life story is amazing, but his yeah. basketball story this year has been um, – Maybe underappreciated. He has been, he's been rock solid from an attitude standpoint. He's been there when his team needs him, and sometimes that's been, you know, more times than others. And he has outperformed expectations as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he's been better than I thought he would be for sure. And I think he's made himself some money this year with the Jazz. Um, he, someone's going to want him and to pay him. Uh, depending upon what the what the financial situation around the league is. But he is uh, – and he may play himself an important role for the Jazz uh, coming up here. Because if – let's say – I don't – do we know when Mike Conley's wife is due? Uh, middle to end of August, I believe, is what Locke speculated. Because I don't think he's he's given out a, an exact due date. He hasn't. Well, I mean, if that – if the Jazz are – are heading through that period of time, and they will be. Uh, he he's going to play a very important role if Mike has to leave right. for a bit. And we know that when you step outside the bubble, there's a whole protocol. Not only is the event 
with uh, with Mike's family. Uh, that takes some time, and then he's got to go through the whole uh, lengthy process of getting back in when all of that is taken care of. And uh, so, who who's there? Emmanuel Moutier gonna gonna have to help out, and and based on the way he played four months ago or three and a half months ago, whatever. Uh, I, I I think uh, Jazz will be all right in that regard. I think the, that they'll utilize him. Did you see, by the way, that irregardless was made a word last week? Yeah, I did. I, uh, I think they'll utilize him irregardless. Of, uh, <laughs> no, but, was, but here's it my It was thing. made a word, but I'm not sure that really I know, it a... feels weird. It feels yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing. The, the Bogdanovich injury is going to have trickle-down effect, as, as we've talked about uh, already mm-hmm. at, great, uh, at great length. And when the playoffs come about, Gordon, just think of how the style of game plays and those rangy, longer, bigger defenders have even more value. And I realize that, uh, that Moutier is not, you know, Paul George necessarily, but he is a guy who can guard a variety of different positions, and he had that useful little point guard post up game that mm, he yeah. he used uh, really effectively. So I I think there are a couple of reasons that he's actually going to have more of an opportunity when this thing kicks back up again, and I hope he seizes it because he he so far has this year. And and then think about that, Gordon. He played so well. Then Mike Conley comes back, and Quinn Snyder says, "You know what? We've got to adjust the rotation." And he ended up being the odd man out. And did you hear one word of complaint from the guy? Not a single no. one. All positivity. I'm here for my team. Exactly what you want to hear from a guy in that position. So I, I think he will yet uh, have his impact on this season. It's too bad that the Jazz can't keep him. Well, they they could maybe if if they let some other guys go. But I mean, this is just going to be another success story that they can use to to sell to other players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, come here, learn, develop, and uh, you know maybe you don't make your big payday with us, but we're going to help you get that big payday. You know, and they've done that with a number of different players. Uh, Trevor Booker is is the the big one that jumps out to me. Remember when we talked with Emmanuel earlier, and uh, he that that was his goal. Yep, that, that's why he came here, and uh, and the team benefited, and he benefited. So I mean, nothing wrong with that. Not a thing. All right, Mm-mm. we'll have more big show coming up. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Chad! Oh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. Band of the day today, Pearl Jam, selected by me, brought to you by the Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. You like Pearl Jam, Gordon? Yeah. I think Eddie Vedder has... uh... One of the best rock voices I've ever heard. I agree with that. He he does. He has that unique voice. It was kind of alternative versus like the glam rock 
And I always kind of mm-hmm. like the glam rock, but I think alternative is good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of. Uh, I've never seen Pearl Jam in concert, and uh, I like some of their songs a lot better than I like others. But uh, I think he's a very talented fellow. Mm-hmm. Well, I just saw Austin yawn in there, so we probably ought to talk about something relevant. Uh, reports right before the show started, Gordon. Patrick Mahomes is going to sign an extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, um, I've been kind of looking for more details. Initially reported, it's going to be a 10-year contract, Gordon. That 10 is, years. Uh, that means it's going to be extremely, extremely lucrative. Uh, yeah, we had a discussion last week, um, Gordon, where we talked about how, you know, max deals in the NBA and that sort of thing that there are athletes out there that you just give the money, take all of the money, whatever you want. It's, it's all yours. Here's the, here's the, the pin number for the bank account. And you just let us know when you've had your fill. And, uh, and Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. Here's, by the way, here's Adam Schefter. So here's some of the financial details, Gordon. Patrick Mahomes had two years, $27.6 million left on his existing deal. Uh, 2.8 this year, 24.8 in 2021. His 10 year extension is worth over $400 million, though it's uh, still uncertain how much over. Uh, how much of that is guaranteed? I don't know. We don't know the deal mm-hmm. on that one. That's the problem with uh, the NFL contracts is uh, the number you really need is what's guaranteed. Well, Schefter says the lowest his 12-year deal could be worth is 42 point, or four, 427,000,000.6, whatever, 600,000, but will likely be more. That's that, yeah, Again, he's talking about total dollars, not talking about guarantee, right? Correct. Okay. Well, it's smart. Uh, I mean, is it smart? Like, well, I mean, in a game like football, you never know. Somebody can get hurt, and but he's young, and extremely talented, and no subtle win championships. I mean, yeah, what's not to like? Oh, I agree. I just if he were trying to maximize, I mean, because at the end of this, oh, you're ten- talking about him uh, on yeah, his side. On his, oh, I, I certainly know why the Chiefs would want a ten year. Well, deal. of I course, mean, well, yes, I know. But man, if someone's if someone is going to guarantee you half a billion dollars, I mean. What if it could be a billion dollars, though, if you played your hand differently? Mm, not sure that it would make that big a difference. Maybe oh, wait, we we were making Kirk Cousins jokes during the break. How <laughs> do you think that guy has gotten the price tag that he has? Is because he kept signing those one-year franchise tag deals, and then a short-term deal in Minnesota, which on you know paved the way for his current mega deal. Let me so actually, the short-term for the short-term deals for a slightly above-average quarterback has made him cash in greatly. Imagine what. What uh, Patrick Mahomes could do. I understand that, but in a game like football, where I don't know what the statistics are on injury, but I I, I think I would take the sure money, and that's a lot of money. Well, and first yeah, of all, what, what what's the difference? I mean, if you're going to make half a billion, or you're going to make three quarters of a billion, big. What I mean, it, <laughs> this I, I'll take the security over over the risk for a little more. Okay, well, now, to be fair to Mahomes, there is no way he sees the end of this contract. Like, that's never going to happen. He well, either... he would be... How old is Patrick now? 
I'm not sure, but that has nothing to uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. What do you mean he's not going to see the end of it? So he's either going to outplay it at some point in that 10-year that period and tear it up and say we're doing a renegotiation, or he's that going to— the next 12 years, by the way. Right, because of the two years he's already under contract. And he's 24, not that— Right, but he's never going to see the end of this 10-year extension. Well I, well, I don't understand why you say that. Why not? Because he's either—look the, the, at the market for quarterbacks and how it goes up and up and up every single year. So let's say he can— continues to be the best quarterback in the league. Well, eventually, and we're talking maybe four or five years, he's actually going to be underpaid. Uh, if he continues to be the best quarterback in the league, because somebody's going to come along that's going to get some Jared Goff deal, and Patrick Mahomes is going to look at it and go, okay, all right, young buck, I'm much better than you are, so right, you're going to rip back, up my yeah. current deal and you're going to pay me more. And if he underachieves, the Chiefs will pay him out his guaranteed money, whatever that is, and cut him at any at any time. So the the likelihood of him seeing the end of this contract is extremely low. Well, then why why sign it? Why would uh, the Chiefs commit themselves to it if they're just going to tear it up? Because in the hundred acre wood, they make it to the end of that deal. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's it, not going to happen. But Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in two years and can't really is nowhere near as effective. They the, can't tear it up then. They cut him. Yeah, they can. It's the NFL. Not if the money's guaranteed. Well, they'll pay him out as guaranteed money, and then they'll cut well, him. Yeah, but okay. But what's the difference? Uh, the the discussion was he's never going to see the end of this contract, and that's still relevant. I don't know. In your I don't scenario. know. I don't know about that. But I, I would, I would do the deal if I were him. Okay, but let, let's take a baseball example. How long ago, if if the Angels were an NFL franchise, Austin, how long ago would they have cut Albert Pujols? Uh, about seven years. Right. So that's the other extreme. If you don't li- live up to that long term deal, they'll they'll just cut you in the NFL. Although we got him a huge TV deal, but anyway. Uh, sure, but they still would have cut him. I mean, he's just a drag on the franchise. We can all he's agree. He's fifty-six that now. years old, <laughs> right? Not that Mahomes will ever do that, but if if Mahomes remains the best player in the NFL, well, he's going to see some young quarterback. I don't know who he's going to see. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield get paid sixty-five million dollars a year, and he's yeah. going to say, "Okay, Baker, oh, slow okay, your roll. But, uh, yeah, uh, listen, general here. manager. Hey, hey Andy Reid, tear up that deal. Papa's signing a new one. And you know what Kansas Baker City's going to do? They're going to go. You feel you could get hurt next year and never see that money. That's why." Worth it for him to get the to get the security involved, especially in a sport like football, where you're likely to get hurt. Okay, I I get the security thing. But remember, Scotty Pippen signed that long-term deal with the Bulls. You know, eventually you're going to, if you continue your success level, eventually you're going to be underpaid. Yeah, but that's when a we're big talking if. about that level of athlete, that's a big if. So, big so if. you could say security. I could say, well, have the guts to bet on yourself. I mean, it all depends yeah, on how you. Yeah, but stuff uh, is outside your control. Hey, roll the dice. It's worked well for Kirk what? Cousins. It's worked well for <laughs> LeBron James. Yeah, I know, but basketball is a little different than football. Is it? Yeah. I mean, we see plenty of, of severe injuries in basketball, 100%. Uh, I, I think you're more likely to get hurt in football. I don't know if that's statistically accurate, but it seems like it would be. I, I, Jake, how, and how do we know that it's going to continue to, to boom the way it has in the past? There's a lot of uncertainty in our world right now. 
And I don't know whether those big bucks will always be what they are. Yeah, but these mega long-term deals, they they don't work out for one party or the other, usually. And in football, you have the flexibility to get out from under them. And actually, in basketball, to a certain extent, you have the flexibility to get out from under them. See Darren Williams. In baseball, it's a different, it's a bit of a different animal. But as far as from the player's perspective, why not do it? Because, okay, you might make a few more bucks the other way, but you, he's set for the rest of his life, and he knows it now and uh, can, uh, can relax and concentrate on, on being really good at what he does and not having to worry about money. Or he could just get fat on the lazy boy now. But uh, I, I think you're you're scoffing at a few bucks. I think we're we're talking about more than a few. Bucks. I don't know. There's no guarantee that it's going to continue to be what you're projecting it to be. You know, and like I said, the variable in football is what if you get hurt. All right, we so. want we want to remind you about our friends at Little Caesars, Gordon. When the Jazz win, you win with Little Caesars. And on July 9th, that's coming up this Thursday, you win when the Zone, the big show, is going to be at Little Caesars in Vineyard. 2 to 6, 554 North Mill Road in Vineyard. And I'm I'm very excited to go to Little Caesars. That's because you eat all the pizza when you get there. I, I do love Little Caesars pizza. It is fantastic. And they're bringing back the promotion, of course, with the with the jazz the day after. Uh, you get a special on the pizza. So it, it's a great promotion. And it's back. And we're kicking it off with their new location in Vineyard coming up on Thursday. All right. We'll get to what's going on coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.